0: Well, good evening, everyone. You're listening to Red Pill 78. As always, my name is Zach Payne, the corruption detector, and this is another edition of Red Pill News for Friday Night Live Stream. Tonight, I had planned to stream President Trump's rally, but apparently there's inclement weather in Nebraska, and so the rally is canceled, and I didn't have time to make another card. But rest assured... I've got plenty lined up for you. It's going to be you and me, guys, and we'll take calls if you guys want to take them after we get done with all of the other things I have planned. Thank you very much for hanging out with us tonight. I appreciate it. looks like Getter isn't working. What is going on, Getter? Okay, actually, it is working. Welcome to the people on Getter. Welcome to the people on the Foxhole. Welcome to the people on Rumble. Yeah, the, the rally's canceled, but... I figure I know how to talk for a little bit. So, anyways, I got some housekeeping I want to do. Got some thank yous. Want to say a couple of shout-outs to some people. Thanks, guys, for being here. Really do appreciate it. Anyways, those of you who are here, I appreciate you hanging out with me. I had to fix some stuff on my computer, so we're testing it out tonight. All right, do me a favor. Sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, and I've got a special message from tonight's sponsor. All right, thank you, everybody, for being here. I want you guys to help me out by telling me if you can hear this music and if it's too loud. Now, I need to say the sponsor of tonight's show is Keto with Red Pill. You can go to ketowithredpill.com, pick up uh, your own MCT powder for up to 51% off. Obviously, in America, there's this running joke that Americans are uh, always overweight but that doesn't have to be the case. Uh, it's difficult to lose weight, especially when you've got all these uh, fast food and temptations around you all the time. But keto with red pill. Keto Elevate is quite literally the best thing that I've ever used in uh, my weight loss journey. And again, you can go to keto with ketowithredpill.com and pick it up. The link will be in the uh, uh, scrolling text that you will see on other screens. Uh, so thank you very much for being here and thank you to them for sponsoring the show. Um, President Trump's rally is canceled for tonight, you guys. Well, I'm sorry. Postponed. <laughs> Patriot. Yeah. Okay. Word police. You guys got me. It is postponed. It's not canceled indefinitely. President Trump, of course, is going to be back and he's going to be back as soon as Sunday. Um, Sunday, I will be taking the day off. So unfortunately, I won't be streaming it. Although, of course, you guys know, basically everybody and their brother streams the Trump rallies. So the people who do show up to watch them here on this channel definitely do appreciate it, guys. Just want to make sure everything's working over and he's going. Ooh, yes, it is working on Rumble. I don't need the the, uh, the audio. Can you guys hear the music that I have playing behind me? Because I've got it really low, and I want to make sure that it doesn't, like, overpower everything else that I'm doing. But I want to have it going in the background because I just kind of feel funky tonight. Uh, So tell me out there in the chat if you guys can hear that music, if it's loud, if it's too quiet, if you want me to change it, something like that. I would certainly appreciate it. Um, Okay, so a couple of housekeeping things here. I need to say thank you from uh, the other day. Uh, on buy me a coffee I had a donation while Abe and I were on the air that I had missed it was from Lisa you just bought me a coffee didn't say anything no you can't hear it you sound okay sounds great no music you can't hear the music okay how about uh I'm gonna turn it up just a little bit you guys tell me if you can hear it okay I don't know we'll we'll keep trying it we'll keep trying. We'll keep trying. Uh, so I wanted to say thank you to Lisa for that. That was the only one. Cannot hear it at all here. Okay. All right. I, we, maybe tell me now if you can hear it. Uh, Zeta Anon, thank you very much for that. I appreciate it. Um, okay. Also, when Abe and I were on the air, there was uh, somebody in the chat named Mike. Uh, he was having a bad day. Um, let me see. Mike was having a bad day, and he emailed Abe and I about it. Um, His name was Mike Church in the in the chat. And uh, Mike had made kind of an offhand comment about, um, you know, a certain way of doing things, uh, taking care of the problems that we're trying to solve. And Abe and I quickly told him, like, hey, you know, you can't be talking like that. This is not the place. And, uh, you know, maybe me and Abe and a lot of other people are kind of uh, on edge about things like that. Because we're so used to people coming into the chat and trying to stir up trouble. And then it's not the Spice Girls. It's something called Stream Beats. It's specifically made for uh, streaming. Um, anyways, so we talked to Mike about it. We addressed it. And and people were, you know, in the chat were kind of, you know, a uh, little antagonistic about it afterwards. Mike wrote me and just told me that he was having a bad day. He apologized uh, and he really feels bad about it. So... I just wanted to make sure that everybody knows that Mike Church is a good dude. We, we've spoken off air before. We've, uh, we've talked to him, um, you know, through email and stuff. So Mike is a good guy. Definitely, um, you know, let him know that you appreciate that uh, he realized what he was doing. So let's go ahead and uh, talk about some of this news that has broken over the last 24 hours. We're going to go to a different screen right here. There we go. I'm kind of uh, readjusting things, so I want to make sure that it looks good. We'll just move these over here like this. There we go. All right. So, did you guys happen to see when I spoke about on my show? I think it might have been yesterday or the day before uh, that there was a election report that was put out uh, from Tennessee. There's the election commission there. Yeah. Thank you uh, for uh, for keeping the chat comfy, uh, Cloud Watcher. I appreciate it. Yeah. Mike lost his dad and. You know, I mean, it's just like a lot of people, you know, you're, you're one of their parents ends up going to the hospital and they're perfectly healthy. Maybe they got a sniffle, might have a little bit of a cough. Next thing you know, they're putting them on a ventilator and giving them remdesivir and then they're gone, you know? So I understand, I fully understand where Mike's head is at. You know, when I lost my dad back in 2009, he was going to the VA and, um, I had a lot of resentment towards the VA after he passed away because I felt like there was no urgency. You know, my dad fought for his country and uh, he, you know, he he sacrificed a lot. And I, I felt like the doctors at the VA were just blowing him off and kicking that can down the road. And then we find out that he has cancer. And within 60 days, he's gone. He was already wasting away by the time we got a diagnosis. And it felt like, I, I felt like my dad should have uh, uh, gotten better treatment than he did. And so I was angry. I was really angry with the VA. And I can only imagine how angry Mike is at Dr. Fauci and the hospital that killed his father. Um, you know, he, he told me a lot about his dad and uh, he seems like a great guy. So I just want you to make sure, G- give Mike a shout out next time you see him in the chat. He's a good dude. The caps lock on his keyboard might not be working. So uh, don't give him too hard of time if he can't get it to shut off. All right. Um, There we go. Hey, what's up, guys? I see you over there on, uh, on, on Getter, Long Island guy. Good to see you, buddy. Good to see you. All right. So there was an error in the Tennessee election system, and it was due to electronic voting machines. And so we got a report on it the other day. What's very interesting is now New Mexico has identified basically the same type of error in their Dominion voting system's machines. Now, if you can believe this, it probably means that every single Dominion system voting machine across the country has the same exact error. And that would make sense because, you know, whether it's the same machine or a different model of a machine that was designed by Dominion, it's going to have the same type of software on it. Now, the main problem in Tennessee is that these, these, um, these machines, despite the fact that they were having issues, software issues, uh, they were still hardened by, and, and that means that they were um, they, they were given the go-ahead, the okay to be used, by the Election Assistance Commission. Look at this. Red Pill Fiance just brought me my coffee cup, and it has a uh, brass knuckles. The handle is a brass knuckles. I think this, this is the coolest coffee cup ever, besides Zoso Dude's coffee cup. Mmm. Delicious. Thank you, darling. So here's the question. If the Election Assistance Commission is doing its job, if they're actually investigating the equipment for our elections, how in the world were they able to give it a pass? Okay, and I think there's an obvious answer there. They're not doing their freaking job. They do not have any desire to steal these machines. And by steal, I mean harden these machines to ensure that they can't be used for nefarious purposes. There is inherent vulnerabilities that have been built into these machines for a damn reason. Okay, this is how they've been stealing elections for years. They were prepping, 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 getting it to go ready on 2020. And then here we go. They stole the election, you know, and, uh, you know, it's dangerous to say that. I'm not going to lie. But when there are inherent vulnerabilities on these machines that make it possible for them to be used for nefarious purposes and you have these governmental bodies that are tasked explicitly with ensuring that they don't have any vulnerabilities, but still they do, I think a reasonable reasonable person asks or suggests that maybe there's a problem. Okay, I know there's a problem. I know two and two, (laughs) when I add it together, it's four. Yeah, the Election Assistance Commission... Uh, yeah, they're exactly look at that, PDX Patriot calling it out. D- it depends on who they're assisting to get elected. Certainly, they're not assisting the people that the uh, American public is hoping to elect. OK, and I don't care if it's people voting for Donald Trump or people voting for Joe Biden or for, you know, the next um, dummy to come, come down the aisle for either the Republicans or the Democrats. I want to know. That our election system is free and fair and free of defect, okay? That's a very, very important thing. Without the 100% assurance that our election materials and um, uh, uh, election infrastructure, rather, has been investigated and been given a quality assurance pass, there's nothing that we can do to have any level of confidence in our elections going forward. And right now, I'd say I don't have any confidence in the election. Uh, Do I believe that there are good people out there that are working to ensure that we have a safe election in 2022? Absolutely. Uh, I also think that, uh, once again, it's going to be difficult for these people that are behind election fraud. I think it's going to be difficult for them to make it look like anybody outside of conservative America first candidates uh, are going to legitimately win come November uh, and come any election after that. So here in New Mexico, we have a software issue in Dominion Voting Systems. Now, after this report came out, I think that uh, uh, New Mexico decided they're going to go ahead and take a look at it, too. So this allows for a glitch um, so that ballots can be sent whichever way in the adjudication process. They can be manipulated, okay? Uh, They don't end up going through the normal counting process that would uh, result from the software working properly. So, listen to this. What can you do with provisional ballots set off to the side? Well, you can mass adjudicate them anytime down the road, however you want, and then tabulate them to the count using the RTR process outlined in the Dominion user manuals. So you have those provisional ballots. Say you go and, uh, and, and you go to cast your ballot in person. You're told that somebody else with your name and your address already cast a ballot for you. Of course, you don't know who they voted for, so you don't know if they voted for the right candidate or not. But you know one thing, that it wasn't your vote. And so you need to go ahead and cast a ballot. That would be the provisional ballot. Mike Church, are you over there on uh, on the Foxhole, buddy? I don't know. I don't see him, but I see somebody giving him a shout out. Yeah, much love to, uh, to Mike Church. Uh, feeling kind of loco. The rally was canceled because of bad weather. So unfortunately, President Trump will not be speaking tonight. The other thing is I rescheduled my guest because of the rally, so I figured this will give me an opportunity just to go live and just to hang out with you guys. We need, we need paper ballots, Joe Elaine. You're absolutely right. To me, there is no good reason outside of election fraud that electronic voting should be allowed, you know, or even mail-in ballots should be available for certain segments of the population. You know, say you're a Stephen Hawking, all right? And uh, you don't want to go sit in line. I don't know. He's got that power wheelchair. Maybe that's a good, good idea. Uh, somebody with a spinal cord injury who's laid up in bed. You still want to vote. You don't want to have to leave your uh, your home wherever you're at. Or you just simply can't leave your home. So you need the ability to vote by mail. So if they take these provisional ballots when you go in there because somebody else already voted, they'd set all of them aside. They don't go through the normal count process and they can mass adjudicate them all at once, say every single one of these provisional ballots were for Joe Biden. Does that sound familiar? I think that's something they probably did in the 2020 election. I don't have any proof of that right now, uh, but that makes a lot of sense. If this was a specific vulnerability that was inherent and, and present at the time of the 2020 election, then good God, you better believe this is exactly what they did. Okay, so now the issues in New Mexico. So we have an error message that occurred on the Chavez County tabulators prior to the November 3rd, 2020 election. That error reads wrong MBS version 5.2.17 is expecting 5.2.4. So there was an incorrect software version. MBS determines the way machines behave and ballots are read. So the machine was running 5.2.17 but was configured for version 5.2.4. So this is another software mismatch. Why was the incorrect software on that machine? Was that incorrect software placed on that machine on purpose? Is this negligence on behalf of Dominion Voting Systems? Is it negligence on behalf of the Election Assistance Commission? I would say that's easy to argue, because this would be something that could so easily have been caught. If they had come in and actually investigated these machines and just checked them, uh, you know, you do pull up about computer, okay? Because that's basically all these are. They're computers. Pull up system information and you look, all right? Uh, But here they're giving an error saying that this is not right. We have the incorrect software version on here. So I I think that uh, it's quite obvious that Tennessee is not the only state that had issues with the machines in this particular manner. We're showing it in New Mexico. I would argue that it's quite likely that every single state that uses Dominion Voting System machines probably was in a similar state of disarray. And, you know, I mean, they needed these machines to not work properly on election night back in 2020. Uh, Their entire plan was predicated upon the fact that these machines were going to be uh, able to be switched in a certain way, that that they were going to have the ability to tip the scale with their thumb. So they went ahead and did it. All right. So I also, did you guys see this last night? I saw this and I almost died. Uh, President Trump posted this picture of George Conway. I wasn't certain if it was real or not because it was just so savage. <laughs> President Trump is that savage, though. So I always wondered, like, what's the deal with George Conway, you know? And why did President Trump have Kellyanne Conway in there if her husband was like so anti-President Trump? You know, I mean, George Conway was constantly on Twitter just always saying the nastiest stuff about the president. And, um, you know, I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I Well, I guess I, I have an answer for that. President Trump obviously has the ability to like compartmentalize. And this is something that I'm asking you guys to do all the time. you got to compartmentalize certain things uh, separately from another thing. OK, so Kellyanne Conway's husband is uh, is a, a a rat in the hen house, obviously. Um, but Kellyanne Conway did a great job for President Trump. You know, she was a uh, top senior advisor. She was counselor. Uh, to President Trump. She uh, led his uh, presidential campaign. She did a lot of good stuff. And she was constantly out there uh, stumping for President Trump. You know, she was on news stations all the time giving interviews. Kellyanne Conway aged about 10 or 15 years during the time that President Trump was in the White House. Okay? It was not easy on her. It almost tore her family apart. I'm surprised that her and George Conway are not divorced at this point. Now... D-Patriot says Kellyanne is part of the New Jersey rhino machine. I don't, I don't know. I don't know anything about it. All I know is that Kellyanne Conway seemed to be devoted to President Trump while he was in the White House. Is it possible that Kellyanne Conway was, you know, also uh, a rat or a snake in the henhouse? Absolutely. But this is what President Trump said. He shared that picture specifically. And let me just, you know, look at George Conway. <laughs> okay. Uh, what did he say? He said, uh, in regards to George Conway, okay, no, he's a very mentally ill, he's mentally ill, a very sick man. Oh, somebody, Caleb Hell on Twitter asked, is George Conway okay? And President Trump said, no, he's mentally ill, a very sick man. I don't know what Kellyanne did to him, but it must have been really bad. <laughs> She has totally destroyed this guy. His mind is completely shot. So, I mean, President Trump is kind of throwing Kellyanne Conway under the bus. Uh, He's indicating that she's the one who destroyed George Conway. I don't know if I agree with that because I don't know for certain what the relationship is like between Kellyanne and George. Like I said, I'm surprised they're not divorced. Could you guys be married to somebody whose views were so diametrically opposed to you? You know, if Lisa was a, a a Biden supporter, the relationship would be over. Believe me, there's no way. And uh, it seems like basically everybody that's in the chat, you know, your loved ones, um, you know, the people you're close with, the you know, and you're closest to your husband or your wife, you know, those people are, are all aligned with you politically. I can't imagine that um, people would go very far in today's world. You know, maybe 20 years ago, it was fine. You know, somebody likes... Um, I don't know. Bill Clinton, the other person, liked uh, who was running against Bill Clinton? I don't even know. It's been such a long time. But you know what I mean. I mean, 20 years ago, it was okay to have different political views and people could get along and sit at the dinner table and, you know, just debate about how they feel and where they think the country needs to go. But uh, no, not today. Not today. I just, I just don't see it don't see it so you know Kellyanne Conway and George also had that issue with their daughter where like the daughter called the police and like said that like Kellyanne posted revenge porn like there was just some weird stuff going on there uh I don't know I don't know what's going on um but President Trump seems to think that Kellyanne did this to George Conway I uh I don't know I don't know but he does look rough he definitely looks rough Okay, so that's really how I got of that. I just thought that was so funny last night. I think this is kind of funny as well. More like in a, a funny, ironic way, uh, because Anthony Blinken, or Antony Blinken, uh, he's so perfectly just, he's like cut for the Biden administration because they're all as dumb as a box of rocks. They're all completely, blissfully unaware, or maybe they're just very, very prolific liars, because he said in regards to the um, the role of women in Afghanistan since the Taliban took over, and remember, you know, the Taliban, it's a, it's a brutal regime. I mean, you guys know all about the way that these hardline Islamists treat their women. You know, I don't know, maybe there's something to be said for it, because <laughs> it looks like... Um, they're taking care of their business, you know. I mean, since America left, uh, the, the Taliban is is running Afghanistan. I haven't heard word one about stuff coming out of Afghanistan. You know, of course, uh, we have been pretty well outraged that um, the, uh, the the weapons were left there and that we wasted all this time and energy and manpower and we lost people, we lost lives in Afghanistan. All right. But the problems that we had in Afghanistan, they don't seem to be there now that the United States has left. And I don't know if that's just a symptom of news not getting out. Uh, I don't know if that's a symptom of people just choosing not to to discuss what's happening there. But, you know, I mean, there's there's definitely not people getting blown up and bombs and uh, and suicide bombs and stuff. So I don't know. Uh, and there's a lot of theories about this. I've heard people say that, the, you know, the, the Taliban are the good guys because they're fighting against the Biden regime. I don't know. I'm not going to say that, but. Ah uh, yes, the the rally was canceled due to potentially dangerous weather. James Carville and Mary Matlin. Mary 29 years. Okay. Thank you, Mom. Appreciate that. Yes. Um the rally is canceled due to inclement weather. President Trump has postponed it until Sunday. So thank you very, very much, guys. I appreciate you being here. We're just discussing Anthony Blinken and his uh, statement about women. He says there's greater stability and peace for women in Afghanistan under the Taliban. I mean in a manner of speaking guys, that's not wrong. He is telling the truth because there isn't American troops there and we don't have people going head to head, we don't have suicide bombers and probably, you know, the women know what's going to happen to them if they step out of line, so they're listening to the men. There is like a, you know, a very like patriarchal society over there and I'm not using the word patriarchy in the way that the left does. You know, it's just the society is led by men, uh, you know, and strong men at that. You got to be an elder. You 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 have to be a p- person of power. You know, you have status in that society. You know, it's not like America where everybody gets a trophy if they just join, you know, the soccer team. You know, people got to uh, pick up the slack. They, they got to take care of their end. Otherwise, you don't eat. You don't have any clean water to drink. And certainly, you know, you, nobody else is going to come and take your trash out or anything like that. Uh hello good evening. JR is definitely going to win the primary guys. Yes, it must be become Afghanistan has become truly democratic somebody says. All right, so uh let's go ahead. Let me let me let me push pause on the music. Let's take a listen to Anthony Blinken's um statement here. Anthony Blinken guys, I think he's you know one of the worst Secretary of States that we've ever had. I mean second to like Hillary Clinton. But let's take a listen. Let's go to Afghanistan. Uh, what's the state of play in Afghanistan for women right now? Uh, the state of play is uh, ex- extremely mixed uh, to, uh, to negative. In the, what's the and, upside so for women? The only upside that we've seen at all is that uh, somewhat uh, ironically, you might uh, say there is there is in the country at large greater stability and, and relative peace than there's been. No. Let me just say this. saying that there is greater stability and peace for women in Afghanistan is like saying that you get into a car wreck and your car is destroyed and it's sitting in the same place. You say, well, at least it's not rolling down the hill. You know, I mean, it's just, it's an, uh, it's an obvious observation. Uh, So, you know, things are not good for women in Afghanistan. Uh, So Anthony Blinken really grasping at straws there. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the show that I did yesterday discussing the uh, brand new ministry of truth that the Biden regime is planning on bringing to the United States of America. This is something that I think should be very distressing to everybody here. It's something that I think that we all need to be paying attention to. And if there was ever a reason to call your congressman, to call your representatives. This is it, you know, election fraud. Definitely. All right. Uh, Ensuring free and fair elections in America, 100%. Absolutely. But you should have already called on that. Uh, There should be actions that you're already taking. This creation uh, of of this governmental body, this uh, disinformation office um, or disinformation panel, whatever it's called, uh, under the DHS, this is really, really uh, alarming for a lot of reasons. Um, And I said yesterday in my video, there's no mistaking the fact that this was a response to Elon Musk's purchase of Twitter because Twitter up until this point has been like a shadow arm of the, the the federal government. Okay. It allowed them to push propaganda out to the masses. It it allowed them uh, to maintain this like veneer of a certain type of majority here in this country. You know, Twitter is not the real world. Okay. And what's really unfortunate is that, like, the, like, corporations and public figures, they, like, bow to pressure on Twitter, like, really quickly. And this is one of the reasons that I was grateful to be off Twitter, uh, just because there's, like, this bad energy on there, you know? Like, people take it so seriously, people, like... (laughs) You know, I mean, people like obsessing about the number of followers they get or how many likes and retweets. And, you know, I just I, I seen people just go bad obsessing about what's happening on Twitter. I just don't think it's healthy. And I, certainly the uh, the discourse on Twitter is extremely unhealthy. Uh, that's one of the reasons I love truth social is because, you know, you're having, you know, people might say it's an echo chamber. All right. But I've seen leftists already creeping into the feeds. Um But the people who are on there having conversations, I mean, they're not like at each other's throat calling people racists or, you know, saying that they should have their account taken away. Um, You know, but Twitter is just awful. It's a cesspool. Don't enjoy going on there. And that's why it's one of the reasons I haven't created another account. I use it for research occasionally. But I do not go on Twitter. There's a lot of people who still go on Twitter and a lot of people who just really find it very very important for themselves personally. So, Elon Musk buys Twitter. The United States government can't use Twitter any longer. Now, I think this is something important here. He hasn't taken over Twitter yet, guys, and already they are they're they're uh, um they're they're pushing bots off the platform. They are uh, opening up conservative conservative accounts, allowing them to gain more followers. Uh, those bots are obviously leaving the liberals on Twitter, people like Michelle and Barack Obama, uh, you know, and a whole host of other people, just big moron talking heads. Those people are losing followers because they have an artificial balance of, of bots to regular people. The ratio is off. And through those bots, it allows for the state controllers to prop up these liberal talking heads and make it appear as if more people align with their values and more people are subscribing to the beliefs and and the thoughts that they have. The exact opposite is true. The majority of the country align with us, the majority of people don't want to kill babies. Okay, either in the womb or 10 months after these friggin' crazy people. Uh, the majority of people want to make sure the elections are secure. The majority of people want to be able to have a conversation about things that they may or may not agree on. The majority of people want to be able to expose the corruption of our, uh, our our government controllers, as we attempt to do every single day on this channel. But they don't want you to have any of that happening. The only thing they want you to talk about is racism. Um, you know, the, uh, black lives matter movement. They want you to talk about left-wing politics. They want you to talk about, um, you know, ending student debt, eliminating student debt. They want to talk about climate change, you know, like top five things right there. And so this is like the only thing that they allow people to talk about, you know, uh, share videos of police officers, you know, shooting a guy who had a gun himself and ran away, but they don't show you the part where the dude pulled a gun on the cop. Now, everything is selectively edited. So now that Twitter has been sold to Elon Musk and the deal is going through, Twitter is being forced to change the way that they're doing things. They are being exposed for having all of these, these uh, rules and, and, and um, practices in place. Okay, The practice of uh, suppressing conservatives, the, the practice of um, you know banning conservatives, the practice of propping up the people on the left. So before Elon Musk takes over, I think they're purging the Twitter ecosystem of all of these tools and the things that they've had in place. Now, I understand that Elon had the code locked down so that it can't be edited, which means that he's going to have access to all of those things, but I think they're releasing them before... They actually give it over to Elon so that um, they can maybe you know, he won't go looking for it. Maybe if if it's not happening when he takes it over there. Uh, let me see. Uh, so if Jr. wins Tuesday, he will have to go through another primary. No, no, no. Deep Patriot seventeen seventy six. If Jr. wins Tuesday, that's the primary right there, and then he goes to the general election in November where he runs against Marcy Capter, who is the incumbent, who's a Democrat. So he has to win the primary, and then he has to win the general election. And I believe he's going to win the primary, and then he's going to go on to win that general election as well. Um, So the important part about this Ministry of Truth being a response to Elon Musk purchasing Twitter is that it tips the hand of the controllers in the government. It shows how much they're losing and how much they're willing to put into play in order to hold on to that control that they had through a, a tool like Twitter. So they have to create this this new governing body uh, to stop information from f- from flowing freely. And they're going to be focusing on Russian disinformation and they're going to be focusing on illegal immigration. I think they called it um, irregular migration. But this woman right here is the woman who they have chosen to head it. Now, I've seen people arguing about I don't know, like the the discussion surrounding Nina Jankiewicz. Um, I think that who they're choosing to lead this governing body is just as important as the creation of this governing body, uh, because it gives us a very very clear insight into how hardline it's going to be before it actually gets off the ground. And I think that gives us more ammunition that we can use when we call people that are supposed to be representing us to tell them, hey. You know, not only is the Biden regime choosing to create uh, something ripped straight out of the pages of 1984, the Ministry of Truth, they're going to tell you what you can and cannot say. They're going to stifle dissent. They're going to do everything they did on Twitter, but now they're going to do it under the, uh, the auspices of the government. But they're also putting this despotic anti-free speech radical, somebody named Nina Jankowitz. Somebody who called the Hunter Biden laptop Russian disinformation, even though it's clearly been proven to be 100% legitimate. Nina Jankowicz has never gone back to correct the record. So quite literally, she is, ironically speaking, a purveyor of disinformation herself. And I think that's something that we can use to our advantage. I think that we can talk about that. Cloud Watcher. Yes, yes, that's right. I know I'm right. That's totally correct. Totally correct. J.R. is going to win, and he's got to make it through this primary. I don't think that he is going to have any problem. President Trump didn't call out the other two rhinos that are running against him, and J.R. has walked to uh, every single home in, uh, in his district, in the 9th district. He's really put in the work, you guys. All right, so, of course, the Biden regime chose Nina Jankowicz for a reason. They chose her because she is so anti-free speech. Jen Psaki says she's an expert on online disinformation. So she's got a Twitter account and she posts a bunch of garbage uh, pretty much all day, every day. That's what it takes to be an expert in the 21st century. Do you have a Twitter account? Do you have a following? Uh, do you have a lot of things that you say online? Let's go ahead and take a listen to Jen Psaki's quote about Nina Jankowitz and her qualifications. And just keep this in mind when you are calling your elected representatives. She's an expert on online disinformation. She was formerly in the Wilson Center's disinformation she was formerly a disinformation fellow at the Wilson Center. She's testified before Congress as well as the United Kingdom and European Parliament advised a Ukrainian foreign minister particularly relevant in this moment under the auspices of a Fulbright Public Policy Fellowship and overseeing Russia and Belarus programs at the National Democratic Institute. Any hiring decisions are up to the Department of Homeland Security, but this is a person with extensive qualifications. Nina Jankowitz was previously a fellow at this uh, Clinton Fulbright thing. She ran government propaganda out of the Ukraine. Uh, Nina Jankowicz has the perfect qualifications for someone that they would want to head up uh, an anti-free speech government body like this. So these are things that you guys need to bring to the table when you're calling your elected representatives. I mean, we can talk all day about how this is a a bad idea, Uh, but, you know, there is there could easily be pushback. Well, of course, you know, that's the worst case scenario that it could be used for. But Nina Jankowicz is an expert in uh, disinformation. No, no, no. Nina Jankowicz. She is uh, she's a shill for Clinton. She has a vast experience with propaganda. You can go look at her Twitter timeline. You can see that she talks fake news. Um, I need to say this. I have a video to play you of uh, Nina Jankowitz too, but um, I saw somebody in the chat say that Jr. was going to have a hard time in November. I don't believe he's going to have a hard time because they redrew his district and it is now like plus five Republican. So there are more Republicans. There have been more Republicans that have registered there. And um, it was previously favoring Democrats. And that's how Marcy Kaptur was continually elected over and over and over again. Nobody was even running against this woman. OK, Marcy Kaptur was just the name on the face of the plaque. OK, she was the one that everybody knew. Now, Jr. has been called out by President Trump. He's done all of the work walking around. Uh, speaking with people, meeting them. He's done all kinds of um, of events. Uh, he has also now been put on the map for, um, hang on, I got a video I will pull up uh, and play for you guys. When he was on here, we were talking about how a political action committee had given Jr. a big boost um, by paying for a political ad for him and I want to go ahead and play you guys that video, because it's totally awesome. It's on Facebook, so I need to, um, hang on, let me see. I'll get it pulled up here, and uh, we'll make sure that we can watch it. But here, in the meantime, listen to listen to Nina Jankowitz, okay? This is the kind of person. Oh, I guess I need to take it out of read-only. laundering is really quite ferocious. It's when a huckster takes some lies and makes them sound precocious by saying them in Congress or a mainstream outlet. So disinformation's origins are slightly less atrocious. It's how you hide a little lie lie. It's how you hide a little lie lie. It's how you hide a little lie lie when Rudy Giuliani shared that in tongue. From- she is a typical TikTok liberal. Okay. Cutesy little songs. Catchy little rhymes. And she's a big freaking weirdo. So Nina Jankowicz, just keep her in mind when you call your elected representatives and tell them that we absolutely must not have a ministry of truth in the United States government. Okay, so uh, let's go ahead. Voters beware. Swamper Teresa Gaviron denies that the communists stole the election from President Trump. Teresa Gaviron says Biden won. Swamper Craig Riedel refuses an audit of the fraud machines and is okay with Biden stealing the election. We need Air Force veteran J.R. Majewski. Jr. will defend America, and J.R. Majewski says that Donald Trump won. Vote America first. Vote for J.R. Majewski. Drain the D.C. Swamp Pack is responsible for this advertising. J.R., this is why Jr. is going to win the primary, guys. Jr. is the only candidate who has even discussed election fraud, who says that Donald Trump won, who supports our POTUS, and who is calling for audits... And investigations into what happened in the 2020 election. The other two rhinos there, uh, what was it? Gavirone and I don't know the other one. Teresa Gavirone and 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 Swamper Craig Riedel. I love this ad, Swamper Craig Riedel. I'm going to share this with you guys so you can, uh, you know, check it out if you're on Facebook. Do me a favor, share that all over Facebook. We need to get as many eyes. There's only 29 shares. 29 shares for that uh, this this commercial for Jr. Guys, help us get that out because that's a strong ad. And it's pretty sweet that this uh, this political action committee put this in here. Oh, my God. Phyllis. Phyllis Coates. Gross. How did this get past fake news? The 2020 election was not rigged. Phyllis. Come on. Come on, Phyllis. Uh, Let me see. Uh, Oh, and Michael Blair. He doesn't care for me either. Another grumpy Trumpy. We don't need slither back into your cue hole. Uh, both of these people are probably bots. They don't understand that the election was stolen or if, if they don't understand the election was stolen, uh, then they need a little bit of an education on what's going on. Yeah, deranged, absolutely deranged people. All right. So President Trump made a statement. He actually called out the Obama political spying machine that spied on his campaign. Uh, clearly, we know that Obama and the people in his administration were directly and deeply involved in the campaign to spy on and to frame President Trump. Uh, he's actually calling on the release of the emails uh, from Obama's chief of staff before the 2017 inauguration. Uh, he said, I immediately called for the release of all text messages sent to and from Barack Obama's chief of staff during their attempt to overturn the 2016 presidential election. They spied on my campaign, they spied on my transition team, and they even spied, excuse me, they even spied on the White House while I was in the Oval Office. All true. None of this stuff is uh, is an exaggeration, none of it's fake. They did everything they could to disrupt the peaceful transfer of power and stop the will of the people with their Russia, Russia, Russia hoax, the Mueller scam, and more. And I wonder what those text messages would reveal. <clears throat> Unlike my chief of staff, which show patriotic Americans concerned about illegal and massive election fraud in 2020, I say bad things would be revealed. Now, obviously, this is in response to Mark Meadows having his text messages like something like 2300 text messages released by Liz Cheney um, and the other rhinos and Democrats on the January 6th committee. They released all of those text messages out there trying to uh, embarrass Mark Meadows, trying to uh, put some idea in the minds of the American people that there was some malicious coup taking place. But the real coup happened at the election box. The real coup happened in the Obama White House and extended on throughout President Trump's campaign, excuse me, throughout President Trump's time in office. And uh, I would love to see those text messages. Turnabout's fair play, Barack Obama and whoever your chief of staff was at that time, I don't even remember, but let's take a look. If you've got nothing to hide, and here's the thing, all of that stuff is, it must be kept in uh, the the Barack Obama presidential library. All of those communications, like they're going to be there. So they're actually being held someplace and it, it should not be a big issue for us to get them and to take a look at them. So I would love to see those. I would absolutely love to see them. You know, Um, I I don't think there's any reason to keep them hidden. Certainly they would shed some light onto the mindset of uh, the Obama White House and and those people that were in there. I told you guys I watched that show about the Comey investigation, the, um, you know, initially when President Trump came into office and they gave him, they they gave the dossier to the FBI, uh, uh, John McCain and his people, and they spread it around. Um, it is so ridiculous to watch it. Like everybody on the show is is, is like Boy Scouts. I, I, I found it very difficult to watch because they wanted to portray these people as some like American heroes. Like all of the familiar faces: Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, James Baker. You know everybody that and James Comey, of course, as well. But all of the people that you that you know, the names from the Russia Gate investigation, they were in this show. It was on Showtime. Uh, I don't want anybody to have to pay for it uh, if you don't already have Showtime or you don't have the ability to download this stuff for free. But I watched it just so that I could see what the other side wa- was thinking. And if you were a Democrat and you watched this television program, and that was the extent of your information or your research on uh, the issue of the PP dossier and uh, you know all of the Russiagate stuff— then you would probably think that Donald Trump was a terrible human being uh, and he was directly being controlled by Vladimir Putin and that James Comey and all these people at the FBI didn't do anything wrong. They were just doing their jobs as patriotic Americans. And that's the really scary thing is that in in the world we live in, this type of propaganda gets uh, pushed out. Probably there is some element of the United States government that, uh, worked with Showtime to get this out there and, uh, and to put it on the airwaves, you know, they, they portray it as the true story. You know, I think it was like a, a higher duty or something like that. It was based on Jim Comey's book. I think that it's worth watching though, just as a point of reference so that you guys can see what these people are thinking about. Oh, I forgot. All right, guys, uh, we are approaching 848. Okay, this is something that happened uh, that came out rather very, very concerning. Not surprising, let's be honest. But in 2021, apparently the FBI was conducting searches of millions of uh, bits of information, communications between Americans without any type of warrant. This is absolutely illegal. This is a new report that's coming out of the uh, ODNI. And the FBI claims it conducted the searches as they sought to curb cyber attacks. Wait a second. I thought that the cyber attacks were coming out of Russia. Why would they need to go through our data? Well, let's take a look. In the first half of the year, there were a large batch, a large number of large, excuse me, there were a number of large batch queries related to attempts to compromise U.S. critical infrastructure by foreign cyber actors, according to the report. These queries, which included approximately 1.9 million query terms related to potential victims, including U.S. persons, and they accounted for the vast majority of the increase in U.S. person queries conducted by the FBI over the prior year. Now, the ACLU is speaking out about this probably because their communications uh, undoubtedly were were surveilled by the FBI. They called this warrantless spying an invasion of privacy on an enormous scale. My question is, though, guys, does anybody else here, like, not already know that this is happening, like, regularly? Like, this is nothing new to me. I assume that the FBI or some other governmental agency is looking at every single communication we have. They have the ability to do it. I mean, they've got a direct pipeline into every line of communication that we have. If the FBI wants to look at your messages, your Facebook messages, your Twitter messages, uh, if they want to look at, you know, your social media posts, they're going to go ahead and do that. They're going to go ahead and do that very, very easily. So it wasn't just one type of communication. They searched through emails, text messages, and other electronic comms of as many as 3.4 million U.S. residents without a warrant over the course of 2021. These queries were made between December 2020 and November 2021. What do you want to bet that a large portion of those were of people who are registered Republicans or people who identify as conservative? So they looked for signs of threats and terrorists. And what did they say? The FBI has publicly said in hearings that the greatest terrorist threat to the United States of America is uh, white supremacists and uh, conservative Trump supporters. So I guarantee you they were looking at our text messages. They were looking at our email communications. Searching for signs of threats and terrorists within electronic data legally collected under the FISA Act according to an annual transparency report. So the authority the FBI used in this particular instance is under Section 702 of FISA, which is set to expire at the end of next year unless it's renewed by Congress. You know what that means? That means that the new slate of congressmen that we're going to be sending into Washington, D.C. are going to have the power to end Section 702. Anybody that we elect, we need to make sure that they're perfectly aware That section 702 is not something that needs to continue on, okay? Uh, How many terror, how many legit terror attacks has the FBI thwarted through the use of the FISA process here with American citizens? The only time they ever use FISA here domestically is when they want to entrap somebody uh, or they want to pin a crime on someone. Uh, Now, apparently this activity wasn't illegal. It's just uh, disconcerting because it was directly under Section 702 of FISA. But we have the opportunity to get rid of Section 702. And I think that we need to really turn the pressure up on the people that we send to Congress at the end of this year. Um, so uh, the, the ideally, ideally, by bringing you guys this story, we're going to create a renewed debate over privacy and the overreach of of the federal government, looking into our private communications, all right? Um, I think that everybody needs to be just very, very cognizant of the fact that anything you say at any time is very easily surveilled. Uh, and even if your your device is turned off and, uh, no, and powered down, they can listen in using the microphone, they can watch you using the camera, They can like ghost remotely power this stuff up and use it to spy on you. So keep that in mind. Because uh, I know, I know it's happening and it's happening to people out there watching right now. So this is a 30 page report, 38 page report. You guys can actually uh, get it. Let me see if I can, is there a link to it here? No, there's no link to here. I'll see if I can find the report and I'll share it like on my website. Okay, this story really pissed me off. So President Trump, I'm sure you guys heard about this. I didn't have a chance to really talk about it. I think I mentioned it on Tuesday on Occam's Razor. Uh, But President Trump is being held in contempt of court. um, And he's being fined $10,000 a day uh, because there's a New York judge, Arthur Enagorn, who is ordering him this fine because he refuses to turn over documents to New York Attorney General Letitia James? I don't know if this is the same investigation where he was just found to be guilty of no crimes with the, uh, the grand jury in New York, or if this is a separate investigation. But on Monday, he's be- on Monday was the, the decision to hold him in contempt. But President Trump says that he can't find the documents that he is being compelled to turn over. They have turned over sworn affidavits to the court stating that they cannot find the documents that the judge and Letitia James want him to give to them. But they're forcing him still to pay $10,000 a day until his lawyers do a more thorough search of all of Trump's mobile phones, Trump Tower in Manhattan, each of Trump's properties where he maintains a private residence and a personal office off-site storage locations and in all electronic devices issued by the Trump organization to Trump's executive assistants. So, I mean, quite literally, president, they, they could be seeking to bleed President Trump dry, to take every single dollar that he has, uh, because it's possible that these documents don't exist. What happens if President Trump never finds the documents? Are they just going to keep fining him $10,000 a day in perpetuity? Like for the rest of his life? I mean, 10 days, that's $100,000. That's a lot more money than I got in the bank. And I think that's probably more than anybody has in the bank at any given time, especially today. $100,000 is nothing to shake a stick at. One day, $10,000 is a lot of money. They're trying to destroy him. They're willing to do anything they they can within their means. Doesn't matter how sleazy, doesn't matter how scummy. Yeah, you know, uh, Chakra Heart says they'll never let up on Trump. I think you're right. Hey, Midnight Rider, what's going on? See you over there. Boom. All right, you guys. Uh... This one just really, really upset me, though, because it just it, it, it goes to the heart of how corrupt our system is, whether it's the justice system or the uh, in, the the uh, the federal investigation system, FBI, the, 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 you know, so many different police departments throughout this country on the take. The federal government, the state government, it, it's across the board. We are infested with swamp rats. And I saw somebody on Telegram. People are so jaded today, you guys. You know, I don't know how long. I don't know how long. But I mean, I have been urging everybody that watches my show to just choose one single action item that you can do in your community, that you can do locally. Something that you can do to actually take part in the system and help to push these swamp rats out. The only way we're ever going to be able to take back our country is if enough of us get involved and enough of us actually start doing the hard work. I'm not asking anybody to just sit back and wait on President Trump or wait on anybody else out there, any, uh, you know, any white hats, any anonymous posters on the Internet, not asking anybody to do that. And if if you think that that's something that's acceptable, well, then, you know, you're you're absolutely wrong and the people out there who believe that that's what we believe or that that's what I'm telling you to do. Those people are gravely mistaken. We have got to be active. We, hey, Chi, hey, <laughs> We've got to get involved. People got lazy. That's how they stole the election. That's how they stole everything from us. We can't let it continue to happen. Let me go ahead and go over these uh, thank yous on the foxhole. Uh, Tamra Growl says, Glad to be here as well. Zeta Anon says, I can't hear it. Sean <laughs> Joe, Bed Lee, thanks for the cookie in the phone. Luan V says, Wow, what a shirt. This is one of my favorites, yes. Oh, and I check this one out too, guys. <laughs> Time to spill the tea, as in the Boston Tea Party, and bring you guys the news. We are dishing the dirt on the Swamp Rats. Uh, Sean Joe, thanks for that cookie. Thanks for the other cookie. W.C. Cranop, good to see you, buddy. Hey, Zach, how's it? Finally get a chance to catch you live again. Good to see you, my friend. John Henry 37, he says, great show, Zach. Sean Joe, thanks for the cookie. J2 Dank, thank you as well. De Patriot 1776, thank you for the cookie. Nicky the Greek, thank you for the cookie. And Insight Gino, thank you for the shades. Oh, look at this, guys. Looks like we've got a report coming in from the New York Post. Joe Biden used the alias of a KGB spy from a Tom Clancy novel. This is coming from Hunter Biden's emails. The alias is Peter Henderson. Isn't that interesting that Joe Biden would choose to use the alias of a, a KGB spy? I wonder if Joe Biden himself is a KGB spy. Oh, one more piece of information before we go. I wanted to tell you guys. Um, so there's a new report. I'm sure you've heard about uh, this uh, this new antiviral pill from Pfizer. It's called Paxlovid. Um, apparently, the people who are taking it and the government bought millions of doses. The people who are taking it to cure their COVID um, after they recover, they're developing COVID again almost immediately. Uh, and doctors are baffled. Uh, I don't know what that means other than to say the pills must not be working very well. Um, I wonder what's in them. I wonder how they're produced. And uh, I wonder how smart it is to go ahead and take those when we have excellent things like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and uh, Dr. Zelenko's protocol. Of course, you can go to the description below, check out that, get that. Uh, You know, and just, you know, keep yourself healthy before you even get sick with anything, whether it's COVID or the flu or uh, just a regular old cold. Uh, There's all kinds of things you can do to keep yourself healthy. Thank you very much, everybody, for hanging out with us tonight. Biden doesn't exist. Sleepy Joe has been gone for years. I don't know if that's true, though. Uh, And here's the thing. Um, We have somebody, certainly, who is playing the role of Joe Biden. So... Every single time I mention Joe Biden, I don't want to have to go through the story of, you know, whether or not this is the real Joe Biden. Let's just say for the sake of the argument, we got an actor playing Joe Biden. Certainly somebody is running this uh, this part in this movie. So whether or not it's the original Joe or not, I, I don't know. Uh, let me see. Possibly the same thing as in the so-called vaccine. Father Larry, you know, and that's what I'm getting at here. You know, perhaps the ingredients in this pill are somehow related to to the sickness that people are getting. So, uh, I think it's something that uh, that definitely needs to be looked into, but I wanted to make sure I told you guys because I don't think it's a wise decision to take this new pill if you get sick and you end up going to the hospital or something like that. Also, I want to ask that everybody pray for Thomas. He has pneumonia and bronchitis now. So, he's going through it, guys. You know, I mean, he got sick, that's for sure, and now he has developed pneumonia and bronchitis. He can't talk at all. So, Get that dude off the screen. You're talking about me, Dave75, because I'm the only one on the screen. I'm not going to shut the stream down until I get an answer. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. So anyways, <clears throat> uh, that is going to be it. We're going to be ha- go ahead and close it out. Uh, I actually got a message from Beer at the Parade. He and uh, Patel and Kate are going live over on the Liberty Den. (laughs) All right. Uh, Bruce Q. Wayne. Good to see you. He says, love that shirt, Zach. Just came into the show from work. All right. Good to see you, buddy. Glad you're here. All right. So, uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and close it out there, guys. Let me go ahead and pass out these gold pills. Paused and release the scratch off. There we go. All right. They have been passed out. Thank you for being here. I'll be back tomorrow. I've actually got a couple of shows during the day and then my regular stream tomorrow night. Let me tell you who's going to be here. Tomorrow night is going to be Charlene and Ty Bollinger. They have a new episode for uh, The Truth About Cancer that is coming out. Uh, Very important information. So make sure you're here at 9.00. I'll be having an interview with myself and uh, Jason. You guys might re- might remember him, my friend Jason Freedom Rings. He carried that vet down at the Trump rally a couple of years ago, the World War II vet who had passed away now. Uh, he's going to be here. He's doing some work at the border. Uh, you might remember Lewis Arthur, the, uh, pa- uh, what was it, Patriots, is it Veterans on Patrol, Veterans on Patrol, uh, his organization, they're guarding the border. He, Jason got into a, a, a uh, what do you call it, a, um, a high-speed chase with some coyotes and a bunch of illegals the other day. So he's going to be here telling us about that. And then I got something special in the middle of the day. So thank you for being here, guys. I appreciate it. And uh, my guest who is supposed to be after this, uh, John Paul Rice, is going to be here in a couple of weeks. I will talk to you guys later. See you tomorrow. Good luck and God bless.